You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another program. Just before I get started, I want to let everyone know that the the next issue of Biblical Prophecy Magazine, which is published two times a year, uh, that is being printed and sent out this week. So I'm super excited. Uh, there are uh, two excellent original research articles uh, in this new issue of Biblical Prophecy Magazine. Uh, the first is by Janet Willis. Uh, called The Size of New Jerusalem and Why John's and Ezekiel Cities Are Compatible. Uh, traditionally, people, interpreters have thought John, the mention of the city that Ezekiel talks about um, in his prophecies and John's city, the New Jerusalem, uh, people, interpreters have thought that these are two different cities because they've thought that the measurements are different. But Janet Willis shows that, no, actually the measurements of John's city and Ezekiel's city are actually compatible with each other, which which would suggest, given all the other similarities, it would indicate that that John and Ezekiel's cities are, it's referring to the same city uh, that Ezekiel is also speaking of, the, the New Jerusalem. So, and this has always been an objection for placing the New Jerusalem at the beginning of the millennium. Uh, so, uh, I, I believe that Janet has done a, a wonderful job here so that it, it it's definitely clears the objection to the idea of placing the descent of the New Jerusalem at the beginning of the millennium, which uh, we believe that's, uh, that's when the New Jerusalem descends uh, to the earth, when heaven and earth coalesce, not at the, at the end of the millennium. So to get the issue, I will uh, leave a link. In the show notes, if you want to subscribe to the magazine, and also if you want to get a free copy of the magazine, you can become an Eschatos partner, uh, which is supporting Eschatos, Eschatos Ministries on a, a monthly basis, and we will send you out a issue of the magazine. Okay, and also my article, I have an article called Prophecies Fulfilled Before the Rapture in the Early Church and Beyond. Of course, we, we're all familiar with all the prophecies that will occur in the last generation of the church. Uh, but a lot of people are not aware that there were a lot of prophecies that were predicted to happen before the rapture during the church age uh, that have already fulfilled, been fulfilled in the first century and throughout church history. So yes, there's prophecies that are going to happen just before Jesus returns for the church, but there are prophecies that have occurred in the first century and throughout the church age, of course, the major implication for that is that that there's no such thing as the imminent return of Jesus. Because pre-tribulationists, they believe that, for all practical purposes, that the, the moment that Jesus ascended to heaven, the rapture was imminent. Uh, I think that's kind of a ridiculous idea. Um, the, the, what's the purpose of Jesus ascending to heaven? Uh, and then only, you know, he could return in two seconds later. It's not, it never made sense. Uh and but I, I outline a number of prophecies, concrete prophecies that that um, that had to be fulfilled uh, before Jesus returned, and that have already been fulfilled as well. 
Um, and again, obviously, the, the future Antichrist and other prophecies have to be fulfilled in the future. But I am going to actually read one of these prophecies. Uh, it's an excerpt from my the, the current magazine here for, for everyone here. But if you want to get the full article, uh, you will have to subscribe to the magazine uh, and or become an Eschatos partner. So one of the prophecies is the, what I call, you know, Peter... The prophecy that Peter will grow old and die of crucifixion. We find uh, a prophecy by Jesus in John 21, verses 18 through 19. He says, I will tell you the solemn truth. When you were young, you tied your clothes around you and went wherever you wanted. But when you are old, gerasco, that's the Greek word uh, for to be old, you will stretch out your hands and others will tie you up and bring you and bring you where you do not want to go, i.e. that's crucifixion. Uh, now, Jesus said this to indicate clearly by what kind of death Peter was going to glorify God. After he said this, Jesus told Peter, follow me. All right, so that's John 21, 18 through 19. In this passage, Jesus makes a twofold prophecy that Peter will live to be old and be martyred by crucifixion. Later in life, the same Peter would pen, quote, But if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but glorify God that you bear such a name. 1 Peter 4.16 These two prophecies precluded, any, precluded in any moment rapture during his lifetime. Jesus could not have returned until after this prophecy was fulfilled. To be clear, it does not mean that Jesus would return immediately after this prophecy took place, only that he would not return before it before it did. Filling the weight of this prophecy, pre-tribulationists have objected by citing 2 Peter 1.14, which says, Since I know that my tabernacle, physical body, will soon be removed, because our Lord Jesus Christ re revealed this to me, 2 Peter 1.14. Pre-tribulationists have reasoned that the rapture must have been imminent during the lifetime of Peter since 2 Peter 1.14 teaches that he knew that he would die suddenly. For example, uh, Gerald B. Stanton in his article, The Doctrine of Imminence, Imminency, uh, is a biblical. But this misses the point for several reasons. First, Peter did not write his epistle immediately after Jesus prophesied that he would grow old and be martyred. The prophecy was likely written in the 60s, almost three decades later. The prophecy given to Peter during Jesus' earthly ministry that he would grow old and Peter's much later revelation that he would die soon were clearly prophesied by the Lord at two different periods in Peter's life. Second, and more importantly, the fact of Jesus' prophecy remains regardless. Peter must die first before Jesus returns. This point is inescapable, which is why attention seems to be diverted away from the actual predictive prophecy. The takeaway here is that Jesus unequivocally prophesied in the event that will happen before his return. Peter would grow old and die as a martyr in his old age. Jesus would not return before this was fulfilled. Therefore, Jesus' return for the church would not be imminent as long as Peter was alive. Another challenge put forward 
is found in Acts chapter 12, 1 through 4, where Herod had Peter arrested to stand trial. Uh, Pre-tribulationist Gerald B. Stanton argues, and Herod had just killed James and seized Peter with with the same intention. Certainly, believers expected Peter's early death, for when Rhoda bore the news of his release, they said, Thou art mad. And when he appeared to them, they were, quote, they were astonished, Acts 12, 15 through 16. They had no concept that his would be a long life. And as they looked for the Savior, they certainly did not run around asking, I wonder if Peter is dead yet. There are several problems with this objection. First, Peter's belief that he would die soon, recorded in 2 Peter 1.14, is not addressing the, the imprisonment in Acts 12, since 2 Peter 1-1.14 through 1.14 was written much later. Peter states in 1.14 that he would die soon because our Lord Jesus Christ revealed this to me, which goes without saying that Peter did not die in association with, or even soon after, the imprisonment account in Acts 12. I do not believe the pre-tribulation interpreter is willing to think that Jesus' prophecy about Peter failed. The objection using Acts chapter 12, 1-4 does not work because it's irrelevant to a clear-cut prophesied event that must happen before Jesus returns. Lastly, uh, Gerald Stanton makes another objection, claiming, quote, the passage in question which recorded Christ's conversation with Peter, John, 1, John 21, 18, could not have been a factor in their thinking, for it was not written and sent to the churches until 20 or more years after Peter's death, end quote. But this reveals an ignorance of how the Gospels were written. That is like saying the gospel message was not known for decades until the gospels were written down. The gospels did not appear out of thin air decades later. There was an oral tradition that began to be circulated immediately after, even during, Jesus' ministry. Eventually, all four gospels were written down in order to preserve this oral tradition for later generations. Jesus' prophecy to Peter would have been one of countless traditions of Jesus' sayings and deeds. Why did Jesus prophesy this in the first place? This prophecy comes immediately on the heels of Jesus pressing Peter with the question, Do you love me? John 21, 15-19 Jesus instructs Peter that if he loves him, then he is to feed my sheep. So the prophecy suggests that Jesus has a lifetime mission for Peter to make disciples until he gets, quote, old. His mission would then culminate in a martyr's death to glorify God, John 21, 19. In summary, this prophecy contradicts the pre-tribulation idea of an imminent rapture. If you want to get... Uh, the full article, again, you can subscribe to the magazine. There are uh, a host of other prophecies that I show that predicted that had to occur before the rapture and that have already been fulfilled. Uh, in future articles, I'll, I'll be addressing prophecies that have not been fulfilled before the rapture. Uh, and those, of course, prophecies will occur just before Jesus uh, returns, most of them occurring 
during the Great Tribulation. And again, I will leave those links in, in the show notes. Okay, I hope that has been helpful and we'll see you in the next program. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 